Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, on this week's show, it's a top tips app that you need for fat loss with former Ireland and Munster rugby star Peter Stringer. He's also now a certified personal trainer. He's launched a new online fitness platform called Body Plan to help people advance their fitness levels and improve their all-round health. Peter, a very big welcome to the show. How's it going? Great, Carl. Thank you very much for having me. Delighted to be on. Um, big fan over the years and um, great to be on the show. So I'm going to start with the obvious one, the career change. I'm fascinated to hear how you found it, uh, to go from being a professional rugby player, uh, training at the highest levels. I followed you over the years, obviously, and now into into certified PT. How have you found that the shift between the two? Yeah, look, it's always challenging. You come out of an environment, I suppose, from professional rugby that I've done for 20 years, and you, you know, you're part of an organization, you're part of a, a bond you know where you've got your teammates on a daily basis and then you come out of it where you're left fend for yourself and I suppose I I suppose I attributed where I got to my career to playing till I was 40 years of age and I really backed myself in terms of my own fitness and my nutrition and that's really what what it boils down to and what got me to where I was and you know then I suppose the natural transition for me was to stay in that kind of industry but not really knowing kind of how to put a business around it or where it was going to go so I think in meeting people when I finished playing in the in the business world and, and and also athletes who were coming through, you know, the knowledge that I had built up over the years was something that, you know, okay, there's a model here that I can put into place and try and pass on the information that I've learned. So in that way, you know, I didn't rush into anything. You know, this has probably been in the pipeline for a couple of years where, again, just trying to put a bit of structure, understanding people's needs and um so look it's it's been okay a couple of kids arrived in the meantime which kept me busy so um but look it's now it's now time to, to get stuck into something and i'm excited about it and you know i suppose when people are professional sports stars they train to the highest level they push their bodies to the best that they can be when it comes to the fitness industry now and working in that do you have a preference for the type of client that you like to work with or do you find it difficult to work with people who don't have those kind of goals or don't have that kind of you know to maximize their potential from a sports background yeah, it's it always kind of it, it played in my mind when I was going to go into something like this. Like, did I want to just work with elite athletes? Because I suppose the the fear was that you know, in working with people who wouldn't have been at that level, that there would be, I suppose, a bit of frustration. Um, kind of you know, probably having come from the level I was at. But I've worked with a number of people since finish, finishing playing rugby. As long as somebody is, I suppose, willing to work and willing to work hard. I have absolutely worked, no problem in working with, with anybody in that sphere because when you see somebody give 100% and you see them come out the other side of it, you know, feeling better, um, improving, all those little things that kind of make my job, you know, worthwhile. So, again, it doesn't really matter in terms of the context of what background they've had, but 
one requirement they will need to do is is they'll, they'll need to do it. They'll want to do it in terms of their commitment to me um, and what I'm, I suppose, telling them to do and their buy-in. And that's ultimately what you want. It's, there's no there's no bones about it. If someone doesn't want to do it, then I don't want to work with them. And that's just being, being simple and, and, and clear about it because um, it doesn't do anybody any favors when I get frustrated, the client gets frustrated. So again, it's just about having that, that motivated person who really wants to change their lives, you know? And we know our, our listeners love tips. Uh, every time we do a top tips episode for any aspect of health, they listen in in their droves. So we thought with yourself coming on, obviously the place to go is tips and we're going to look, pull it back to kind of fat loss. You may look at some tips for health generally too, but fat loss, really good in terms of people are aware of it now as opposed to just a weight as a number it's awareness of muscle and fat and reducing your body fat and we've got five really simple tips we're going to bring people through the first one is your calorie deficit yeah look that's obviously number one i think you know if you're in a calorie deficit it's you know you're, you're going to lose you're going to lose weight first and foremost and then you kind of try and factor in the other elements in around that's so you're you're avoiding the the muscle loss as well so again if that's number one calorie deficit is massively important um, and how you work with people and trying to, I suppose, manage that and, and make it a sustainable thing for people as well. So, you know, people, when they're without, you go without food, I've recently been without food on, on Hell Week. It's been, um, it's been a nightmare. So I've been my own little guinea pig and be able to, to kind of put myself through different things and understanding what it feels like to be in different levels of a calorie deficit. So look, that's, that's ultimately number one in terms of fat loss. You need to be eating less than you're burning off. And do you find people's awareness of calories is somewhat skewered in terms of the quantity of calories in a certain product or a certain meal that they just don't know how much calories are in that? And that element of education is really important to teach people just what they're eating and drinking. Well, that's that's the angle I want to come from, from Cara, to be honest, in terms of, you know, when I work with people, it's not about telling someone, OK, you're eating this, you're eating this for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I want to, it to be, a, like you said, an education process where you're you're helping people understand those values that are attached to the food that they're eating because, you know, even even professional sports people that I would have trained with and worked with on a daily basis, these guys, you know, we would have been in an environment where we were given our food, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And guys finish playing rugby, they retire, and all of a sudden they have to fend for themselves and they don't know how to cook, they don't know the values that are attached to food. So I bring it back then to, to try and to work with people, to try and educate them so for argument's sake, like a salad, you know yourself when someone has, says, I had a salad for lunch, but what does that actually mean? Because a tablespoon of olive oil doesn't go very far in a salad and it's 100 calories. So you could be five, 600 calories before you even count your food. So it's again, it's getting people to understand what they're, they're, they're doing themselves and how they make their food and what they're putting on it so that they make, I suppose, a conscious decision then do I, you know, understanding those values that do I eat it? Or do I kind of, do I save calories for later in the day when I might be a little bit hungrier? So it's, again, it's all about educating people and making sure that they know the values attached to the food. And in terms of people listening in, if they want to start tracking their calories, what are your preferred ways to track them? So is it using an app like MyFitnessPal or Food Diary or what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think initially for people who probably wouldn't have done it before, I think it's, a, it's about, it's about writing out your, your foods, you know, you pick a couple of days during the week and then maybe one at the weekend where obviously at the weekend people tend to feel like and eat, you know, and they go out for dinner with friends and maybe a few drinks or whatever. So their calorie intake at the weekends is generally higher. So you probably pick two, two days during the week, one day at the weekend, you know, set those three days out and have a look and tot up the calories just so you have an idea of what you're eating. And then probably going forward when you have an understanding of that, 
you know, my fitness pal is, is something that I would use kind of from time to time um, in those kind of moments when I'm trying to kind of tweak things a little bit. It's just, it's a great, it's a great database that, that the foods are in there. And then when you know, for me, I'm, I'm someone that I eat kind of the, the same foods on a regular basis. So it becomes easy. I, I know exactly what certain meals are calorie wise, protein wise. So it's, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all around that kind of education process that I, I'm conscious of the foods that I'm eating for whatever goal that I want. If it's to try and put on a little bit of weight, if I'm in the gym a little bit more, that I know, you know, you're, you're eating certain amounts of protein. So then if you're cutting back, so just that people know that it's, it's great to have an idea of, of the values that are attached to food. It's, it all comes back to that. And you mentioned it there, but tip number two that you have for fat loss is adequate protein and getting enough protein into your diet. And it's something that, again, people probably don't have enough awareness of, but the importance of protein in your diet, it's absolutely crucial for health, not just for fat loss, but just generally for adequate health from a day-to-day basis, especially when you're adding an exercise on top of that. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, you, you can look at it from, in different ways in terms of, you know, I suppose when you're, if people are in that calorie deficit and they're trying to lose weight, obviously with protein, you know, having a high protein kind of diet, you know, it's a, it's a sati- satiating kind of macro. It, it keeps you fuller for longer. That's what you want. Obviously, you don't want to be going hungry. Then then the temptations in the in the cupboard become very easy for, for people to delve into. So you want to keep yourself feeling full for as long as possible when it comes to being, I suppose, on a diet if you're trying to lose some fat. So again, that's important. Again, it's, it's, a, it's around that having that high protein content. For me, when we were training and training hard, it was, again, it was a it was a muscle repairing macro, so it was it was an important kind of element to our diet, um, not only just from from a growth point of view from our muscles, but also just to recovery, so that to recover, so they were feeling good. You know, when you're training twice a day, you need to have those muscles ready for the next session. So it's massively important for for on so many levels. Um, in terms of the fat loss, like we're talking about, it's keeping people fuller for longer. Um, and again, you know, we look at it in terms of doing your resistance training, making sure that you're recovering properly. And is there a certain amount of protein that you recommend for your clients to be taking on board? Um, it depends what they're looking to get out of it. Um, I suppose if, if it's in a fat loss kind of phase, you'll probably increase a bit more. And probably you hit set, set a ball mark in terms of you're probably your two grams per kg body weight. Um, I suppose I have a number in my head. I've 150 grams of protein on a daily basis. I'm just kind of around that 72, 73 mark. Um, so for me, you know, that's kind of what works. And, you know, in terms of, I suppose, the, the thermic effect of, of protein as well um, as a, has a higher has a higher rate than, the, than fats and carbs. So the more protein we're eating, I suppose, you know, we're feeling fuller for longer. And, and I think it works really well. I think if people want to go on a little bit higher a calorie deficit, you're probably increasing the protein a small bit more. Um, again, it just keeps people fuller, which is what you want to do when, when they're, when they're increasing that deficit. But yeah, that's kind of the ball mark. You're looking at kind of two grams per kilo for me. And that's kind of what, what's worked for me. And like I said, I've used myself as a bit of an experiment, a bit of a guinea pig over the years to try and to try and put myself in these situations. And on a total geeky, geeky question from my end of it now, when you were, when you were training at full tilt, uh, when you're professional, what was your protein intake on a daily basis? Was it up towards what? Three? Um, it probably would have been three. We would have been kind of high calories. So we were, we were like, you had to factor in, I suppose we were running on a daily basis. You were doing weights on a daily basis. So your, your energy expenditure was, was really, really high. Um, and you're not really kind of focused on your numbers kind of really back then because you're training so hard. And initially, you know, back in the day when all of this kind of started, nutritionists would come on board. It was all about 
get as much food into you as you could. And that was that was the mentality around it because we were doing so much work. We had a big game on the Saturday and it wasn't so much down to kind of body composition. Yes, you know, there was there was an element, obviously you didn't want to be carrying too much weight. And, and then it was everybody was kind of a different body shape, different height, um, different weight. So depending on your positions, it was it was quite a, I suppose, a difficult time for nutritionists coming into the environment where they had kind of 15 different body shapes to try and factor into, okay, we need this guy with a slightly higher body fat count than maybe the, the backs who need to be a bit leaner and faster. So um, it kind of varies for everyone. Um, but on, on the, on the, for the most part, they would always keep your protein quite high. You'd be up around that 2.5, 3, 3 grams per kilo, um, and then tweaking the, the, cap, the carbs and fats dependent on, I suppose, the individual requirements. Tip number three, resistance training. So weights in some way, shape or form, crucial again for everything, but it really will help with your fat loss. Yeah, I just think, I think when you're, you know, people think of, of doing kind of cardio a lot to, to lose weight and yes, it'll put you into that deficit. Um, it'll help to put you in that deficit, but ultimately you want to preserve that muscle mass, that lean muscle tissue when you, when you are dieting. Um, I think one of the ways to, to, to help that is to do is to lift weights um and in combination then with a high protein diet you'll try to i suppose the idea is to lose as much fat as possible um trying while trying to maintain your muscle mass and by doing resistance training that would certainly help so i like i'd say to people you know yes cardio will help you get into that position of of being in a deficit um but ultimately we want to get stronger you want to feel those kind of improvements i think from you know a longevity point of view going forward i try and you know if i'm working with any kind of older older clients kind of over 50 kind of 60 i'd still really like to incorporate a resistance training program because it's so important that as we age look you know in terms of you know um sarcopenia as well with muscle wasters as we age um it's just it's so it's so important um and again you don't want kind of broken bones when you're falling so again as we age strengthening those bones and a good resistance training program will help kind of preserve those bones as you age which is ultimately the really important thing you know folks you're listening to real health with me carl henry association with lay healthcare some great tips from peter stringer in terms of fat loss and also overall general health you've heard it there but aging as we get older lifting weights will slow down the rate at which we age it's that simple along with helping you to lose fat and maintain muscle as you get older too but it is really really important to do tip number four Really good one, really simple, but very important. Water, plenty of water for the body for loads of reasons. Yeah, it's it's one thing that I I, I do. Do you know what I want? I went out and bought myself a really nice water bottle, and that I just you feel like do you know what? It's not just one of those plastic bottles you get in the shop, and you're kind of refilling it all the time. Get yourself a really really good water bottle, carry it everywhere you go, and just keep it topped up because um, it just it more often than not i find what like we were all in lockdown we were all at home and boredom as well plays a part in people overeating um so i find that sometimes just have a glass of water have a pint of water whatever it may be and see how, how you're feeling after that if you're still hungry then you know maybe your stomach is hungry but sometimes it's all up in your head that if you have that drink of water you might just have been a little bit thirsty and and you kind of kind of stay away from the food for a while so again it's it's not letting the mind kind of overruled what the stomach is is thinking. So it's um it's just again carry that water bottle which it keeps sipping away because it'll keep you feeling fuller for longer. Especially if you're 
if you're trying to lose that little bit of fat, it becomes a little bit easier. There's something very sadly uh, exciting about a really a really good water bottle, a new water bottle. I, I see, I, I have a press full of them and I consistently buy more when I'm in the, the outdoor shops and stuff like that. And I see it and yeah. like, oh, I have to have that. But it yeah, actually, you know, it, it's important because you've got to drink from it all the time. It's crucial to have it. So yeah, to, yeah. you know, stock it's up a, on need, You need a good quality one. You need one that, that looks good. It's a... It's an accessory. <laughs> <laughs> I to, to take this step one step further. I got I got an ultimate warrior water bottle about two weeks ago, and it is my pride and joy from the the rest for the wrestling federation. So from the early nineties, <laughs> I must check it out. Actually, I must. And I came across it. it. I don't know where I found I it, but it, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. has all the brand, ultimate warrior branding all over it, and I was so excited <laughs> when I saw when I saw it. I had, anyway, there we go. Between anyway, yeah. there we go. Uh, sadly exciting two pts chatting all things water bottles as you do now uh, your final tip and again it's important is sleep that people forget about it they do all the other stuff and they forget about sleep is the crux of everything when it comes to health you have to sleep enough yeah it's um it's something that i've probably had a not not too much of in, in recent times with a four-year-old <laughs> and a 19 month old at home but it's it's massively important i think you know look plenty of studies out there and 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 the proof is kind of in the pudding that when so to speak, the, 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 I suppose when people are trying to lose weight, I suppose if, you've got, if you're anywhere kind of in around that kind of five hours underneath there, it makes it very, very difficult to lose that kind of fat. I think, you know, when you get quality sleep, you're feeling, you're feeling energized first so that you can kind of exercise the following day. So the knock-on effect that sleep has, um, I think is, is so important. Um, you know, you're like you said, you're you're very much so much less energetic when when you've a lack of sleep. You're in you're in bad mood. I think, and whatever hormones are released in your body, you tend to overeat. Then at times when you're kind of when you're when you've a lack of sleep, and then that kind of your training has an effect on that. So overall, when it comes to fat loss, you know it's a simple thing. But we were always told, you know, you look for your seven hours sleep, and if you can get it, well and good. Um, and if you don't get it during the night, you try and pick up a forty minute nap during the day, if possible. I know it's not. Um, it's not possible for, for many people, but, you know, look, the science is there and it shows that um, it is, it's a huge contributing factor when it comes to, to, to fat loss, to performance um, and to how our, our body reacts really on the back of that, you know. I think you mentioned it there, like, you know, for people listening in, it is important to remember that you have to adapt both these tips and any tips that you read in terms of health for your own life. And like, if you have young children, like you have yourself, it's hard. And it's, you know, you just got to, you got to pick the stuff that works for you and try and do your best at it, as opposed to aiming for perfection and the timing of when you choose to aim for maybe fat loss or aim for weight maintenance or whatever it may be, is really important that you have life from a lifestyle perspective. You have to be able to, 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 to adapt as required. And sometimes putting it on the back burner and just trying to be healthy is really important too. Yeah, it is. That's a, that's a great point because, um, you know, there's no point in going into, you know, you said, okay, I'm going in for, for argument's sake, in your own mind, a 12-week fat loss period. And, and all of a sudden, you're, you're at your busiest time at work, you're on the road, you're, you're going in and out of meetings, you've got a young family at home, and it's just not going to work because you become frustrated on the back of it then because when you don't see, you know, those numbers dropping down on the scales, so to speak, then, you know, you become frustrated and you end up going the other way and you, you, you think, that, you know, you might be a massive failure. But you know, it's about it's about implementing, I suppose, getting those little habits in place. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing because this is this is not an eight week, a ten week, a twelve week thing. This has got to be a mindset where you go into something where, do you know what? I'm just going to start these little habits of, like you said, eating a little bit healthier, um, getting to bed a little bit earlier, and all those kind of positive things will have an impact. And it doesn't have to be this massive um, 
huge shift in your life where you go from you know eating poorly you know busy life to all of a sudden trying to be the perfect individual it's all about you know like i said doing things on a daily basis that will put things in place so that when the time is right for you to to, to go into whatever phase you want to go into that you're in mentally you're in a, a better shape and better place for it so um yeah look it's 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 incredibly important like yeah and timing not everyone's lives are thrown up in the air and things can be thrown into the mix to upset things but it's just how you deal with it to make sure that just because one little i suppose derailment doesn't throw the whole thing away just understand you know if it's one bad meal or one bad night's sleep or one missed training session it doesn't matter that if you've had that kind of that that habit in your head to to keep doing things every single day just get back on track and it becomes a little bit easier you're just doing things gradually that it, it just becomes a change of a lifestyle and you're not focused on that kind of oh, 12 weeks, it needs to be perfect and, and I need to come out the end of it being that perfect person. And we all know that doesn't happen. Yeah, re- real life is important and that that's the, that is yeah. the key thing. Peter, it's been great to catch up with you today. The very best up with the new project. If people want to follow you, where can they find you? Yeah, on Instagram, um, Stringer9. Um, obviously, a new website as well at the moment, um, peterstringer.ie. Um, doing plenty of training programs there for people, aspiring athletes, everything. So log on there, register your interest. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. And I'm, I'm excited about the future. Fantastic. Well, listen, the very best of luck with it. It's a great profession. Having been doing it for 22 years, I absolutely love it. So I, I, I envy anyone jumping into it like yourself for the first time because it's brilliant. It's a phenomenal career and uh, no doubt you'll be absolutely epic at it. Folks, that's it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. As ever, you know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram, realhealthatindependent.ie. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. So long ago. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.